Like those candles. Is that what we're doing? Nope. Close your eyes. <laughs> One of those? Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Movie Dummy Podcast, the podcast where dummies talk about... Well, this week it's going to be mostly Ted Lasso. But sometimes Love movies. Ted Lasso. Actually, I am going to talk about a movie today, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm Joe, and with oh, me this week fancy. is Shannon. Hello. Angela. Hey. And Matt. Hello. Uh, so, guys, how was your week? <sighs> Long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mostly <laughs> insufferable, but... I'm with you. I'm with you. Totally. What? This is an outrage! Oh, I'm sorry, Homer. It's true. Sometimes the weeks are not great. Sweet, merciful crap! That's more like it. Thanks for getting on our bus. <laughs> Thanks, Homer. Um, and on top of it all, I have to wait, what, nine months for more Ted Lasso? Uh, he just impregnated you. My emotion is angry. I think that it was really well done. It was. Are we, are we, gonna, starting, are we starting it off? Like we we're might, as well. just start... might as well. Okay. Let's... Might as well put the tip in and just jam. Oh, so we're not so... doing just the tip. We're, we're going balls deep. Okay. Um, so anybody who listened last week will know that all of us were wrong. None of us had any idea what was going what was oh, going to yeah. happen. Not really. Well, I, you know, uh, it's, just... it's within his character to have dismiss the situation and wait for Nate to try to come to him. Sure. But we it's have all fun. been watching what Nate's been doing. Right. So we knew that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> right. But I did not, it didn't occur to me. And I, I actually, I don't know if this is intentional, if, if this was an intentional thing by Bill Lawrence, or if this is just my interpretation of it. But it ended up being sort of a master stroke in depicting like so how how people's personal truths can be different than the objective truth right yeah because Nate had this whole speech right and the whole time I'm listening to him give this speech I'm like None of that happened, Nate. You're retarded. Like that that's not how that shook out. You're 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 wrong and you're dumb. And I don't I don't I don't understand why you don't get this. And why you And it's because it, that's you know, that's not his per that's not his truth. His truth is exactly what he said. He he said exactly, you know, the emotion was there. He he wasn't making something up or being malicious or vindictive. He honestly felt wrong by Ted Lasso. I think he was being a bit vindictive and malicious, but yeah, I agree. I think he felt like he had been neglected after that. He kind of just gave him the, you know, the pat on the back, the good job and all that. Well, he but finally he was... felt like Ted was the father he always wanted, right? The one he was always searching for. And when Ted abandoned him, he thought for Roy he went to go and try to big stuff to his own dad and his own dad rejected him too. So part of, part of his whole thing is, is a mental, you know, stuff that he's going with is it's had nothing to do with Ted. Right. That that's my point is it, it didn't be objectively. His issue is not with Ted. His issue is that he 
has now created a mental image of himself that does not represent reality. Yeah. Right. And is mad that nobody else sees himself the way he does. Which, like, this whole season, I never would have thought to look to Nate. Like, each episode was kind of someone else's episode, and things with Nate were occurring. And so it kind of was like this um, silent thing that was happening throughout the whole season. I think think Angela's... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think Angela's right in that uh, it was a brilliant masterstroke because, like, you... It, I didn't think of Nate either. I was just like, oh, he's being a jerk. Yeah. I don't know where this is going, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden they drop a couple bombs on you. And it's like, oh, he's an asshole. And they're going to have to face his stupid ass next season. Ugh. But at the same time, Nate could have been a bigger person and yep. said something at any time. He held it inside himself and he let it get to him to that point. Western, yeah. Well, not only that, like, he decided he chooses to be, you know, the the lesser person multiple times. Like when he when uh, when he confronts when he has the confrontation with Ted, you know, he decides to be an asshole and vindictive and mm. all that, and you know, fuck you, Ted, and so on and so forth. And then when the team wins, he decides to be a piece of shit and not celebrate and right. take off. Yep, he rips Ted's belief poster. That was the most like. Well, because vindictive. it wasn't to him. It wasn't belief that helped them win. It was Nate. But see, and see, in the end, Isaac gets up and touches the belief poster, and it's just a fuck you to Nate. That's all he sees. And that's what's so dumb because he's not understanding but the whole beard that's his, conversation. That's what he believes. Right. It's his that whole conversation Beard has with. No, I don't want to be the boss. Right. Well, be- did Nate ever team. go visit Dr. Sharon? You know, that's another thing that I... don't I, think he did. And I think no. that's... That's a major that's thing. That's indicative, right? Like, everybody did. And why did Even he? Ted. Even mm-hmm. Ted. Beard didn't. Beard needed to. Yeah, he didn't, though. <laughs> that's true. But, like, some... He went on a weird rambling journey through Drugs. London or... Yeah. He definitely did that. <laughs> Liverpool or wherever they were. But that wasn't it was London. the only okay. major thing of this episode that happened. Of course, the Nate was the biggest overlying, like, what the, you're angry, well, upset. So I think the problem with Nate, right? Here's the problem with Nate. The problem with Nate is that his value to the team has not changed at all. From the very first episode. But his opinion of himself and his value to the team changed drastically. I think his value so to the team changed. They gave him a job. A different no, job. No, I, I they but, gave him a different job because he had value at in that job, but he was he just wasn't being recognized for it until Ted came along. Yeah. But and when Ted came along, he thought his value was, you know, way, way, way down in the bottom basement, like as if he had none. Right. Mm-hmm. He was just the kit man and everybody made fun of him and, and he didn't think he had any value, which wasn't 
objectively true, right? Obviously, we saw he he did add value to the team. But the second his name ended up on Twitter, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he thinks that his value to the team is significantly higher than it actually is. So his own opinion of himself changed. Right. So, so much. And that, you know, to the point where he's actually mad that Roy Kent is not threatened by him in his relationship, which is objectively ridiculous. I I mean, Healy, he's so far out of his league. They can't, she can't even see his league from, from there. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, well, it's not even the out of the league part. Like to it, they're not. It, it's not like it was ever going to happen, right? You know, it's like, not necessarily it would like be re- a league issue. I think that you know, a Nate could get a girl like Akili, but that's just not at all in the cards for that relationship. Do you right. think Nate? Maybe a Nate could get a Keeley. Yeah. But Nate Shelley is not yeah. going to get Keely Jones. She's no. not interested in him like that. Exactly. And that's apparent. You know, like she's nice to him, sure, because she's but a nice that, person. All he wants is shortcuts. He doesn't want to put in the work. So, right. like, for him to kiss Keely is completely within. Yeah. You know, that. Right. But. But for Roy to just throw it away, like it's meaningless, is makes sense, right? It makes sense that he would do that because he feels more bad for Nate for embarrassing himself than he does, Mm -hmm. right? So it's which is just like, but Nate just won't acknowledge that or accept that that that's or that that's the reality, right? And that's this is the, the same problem. asshole that spits on himself in the mirror. You have to remember that. Right. This his yeah. character is. I don't know what they were trying to do. All I know is that if I were to rewatch Ted Lasso now, it, I mean, it's going to recolor that first season quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch the crap out of it because sure. that's yeah that's that's not my thing. Um, but. <laughs> I, I actually intended to go back and rewatch the whole thing with a particular paying a particular attention to Nate and and his yeah. interactions with everybody. And well, I know that I'm not going to tear up it anymore when uh, that he gets the job. No. Well, I really no. wonder if the fact that maybe he couldn't remove that label even from himself. He and. I it's not like I'm voting for the underdog here or the asshole of the team, whatever. But if he was the shoe guy or whatever, the kit guy. The kit man. It felt like he personally couldn't get his headspace out of that. He could never put himself in a position to know what it meant to be a team player. It It feels like he had to be removed from the team altogether because he would never have grown without it. Well, it's sort of, but it's more like they created a monster without knowing it. Yeah. You know? Because then you see in this episode where Keely is a product of this. She comes to work for the team, but yet flourishes and moves on and is successful and is sad. 
And she doesn't right. harm anyone in the process. No. You have the completely different opposite experience. Right. If you look at the speech that Nate is forced to give in season one, where he makes fun of everybody to get them angry so they can win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the speech he gives Ted. To me, it's like a Frankenstein type of deal. Like they created this guy. They just didn't know what they were doing. Like. Mm. Just that arrogance is was always there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like even when uh they get a new kit man and like, what are you doing? That's my job and Rebecca walks in and he goes, You shrew, you did this, didn't you? He's upset it. He's like he's being an asshole then. Yeah. And you just kinda right. gloss over it because he's so thankful two seconds later. Right. Yeah. You create the monster. But there was other great things in this episode. We don't oh, want to yeah. skim over, of course, Keely. And Roy. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, but Okofu, his reaction to Sam. <laughs> yeah, that was, was great. so fucking funny. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Oh my gosh. I, I, I was, I was pretty sure that some, I mean, I didn't know that, that Sam was going to decline the offer. Right. But I had, a, I assumed that he was going to be, turn out to be a complete dick face. He was just too freaking schmoozy, you know? I was wondering why they cast him because he's a very funny comedic guy. He's in a lot of stuff as like the comedy relief. And he's, you know, doing an accent here and he's whatever. And now I know why they chose him. They needed a guy with severely good comedy chops to pull that shit off. Mm -hmm. And then his fucking Francis or whatever, the handshake guy. Oh my gosh! Oh so my sad. gosh! So <laughs> funny! Oh my oh gosh! My it was God. so funny. Matt, what were you gonna say? I was dying. Uh, I don't. Oh, okay. Think I was gonna say anything. I thought I heard you pipe in. It, it was a wonderful episode for sure. Yes, it was. Even Rebecca and Ted there at the end, um, when, <laughs> um, gosh, what's his name? Obasaya. Sam. Sam walks Sam. in. Sam. And he's like oh my talking gosh. to Ted, but he's not. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he was he was looking at me, but he was talking to you. I got that, too. Yeah, yeah. I got that. Oh. oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to see how Nate working for Rupert is going to play out. Oh, they're, they're, they're two, two pigs in a blanket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't wait I, to see I mean, more of Roy Kent in the Diamond Dogs. Oh my gosh, Roy Kent in the Diamond Dogs is that was beautiful. <laughs> I was so happy. So you're it's saying like, wait, so we sometimes just you just get together and talk about shit and not solve anything. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's great. Oh my God. Right, but it doesn't seem like their relationship is on sturdy ground or it is on super sturdy ground, but neither of them believe it. I can't quite. Who what? Keely and Roy. Because mm. uh, I think the wrong... I think they would have shown something in the because it was supposed to be a six week vacation, and they went through like you know months, the whole month yeah. or whatever. I think they would have shown something. But I think it was just kind of like a thing for another thing for Roy to just kind of be a little bit upset about but grow as a person because that's what he's been doing the entire time. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I'm, Didn't your last I'm girlfriend really... steal your Rolex? I don't need a, phone, <laughs> a watch. I got a phone. Like, I wonder if they're writing <laughs> Keeley off the show. You mean for a spinoff? Or just off the show. That she's going to be gone. No, I think that three season commitment, they're all in. I hope so. You might, they may not show uh, as much of her in the third season just because she's not going to be part of the team. But yeah, she's definitely. In. I don't know. I mean, she wasn't part of the. I mean, she didn't work for Richmond in the first season. No, no, but she and did. she was in it almost every episode. She did every Jamie episode. Tart, and she was always around the team. Yeah, well, she's presumably dating Roy. Roy. Yeah, that's true. So. so we possibly will, and she is best friends with Rebecca. That's true. Oh my gosh, the scene with where she's telling Rebecca was so freaking charming. Oh, yeah. Just it, it, their relationship is fuck. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Mm. I agree. They're just so so supportive of one another, right. you know. And the fact that Keely goes to what's his name? Gosh, why can't I think of these people's names? Leslie. Leslie, yeah, with advice. And he's like, oh, I'm so flattered. And she's like, well, that's because I can't go to my boss. <laughs> right. <laughs> he still gives her great advice. Well, he gives her shitty advice a bunch of times. And right. I, this whole episode was emotionally a roller coaster. I was angry. I was happy. I was crying. I was happy crying. I was sad crying. I was mad angry. want to throw stuff at the TV. Off. What's sure. that, Matt? I said I laughed my ass off. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sad to see it go, but I think I'm like Angela. I'm gonna probably rewatch this uh, soon. Yeah. If not repeatedly until next season. Yeah, I'll probably get on the train of rewatching it a bunch. It's like I did the first season, but right now I'm in the midst of basically watching Paper Tigers three times a week. So. Yeah, he is. He is. Paper Tigers. It's his new favorite movie. I watched it with the boys. It was they loved it. So. Nice. Or so they say. I think they were tortured in the sitting with Joe on the couch. <laughs> You're an asshole sometimes. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not in a it. diamond dog session. We're not in a diamond oh. dog session. Okay. Gotcha. Anything else about Ted Lasso? I don't think so. Everything really wrapped up nicely. Oh, you cut off Matthew. I'm sorry. I was trying to remember the parts I laughed at because I know there was one where I was cracking up and I can't remember what it was. Uh, I was dying at a Kofu <laughs> shitting oh, on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy your child at home and take a shit in every room. <laughs> and then I will burn it to the ground and then shit, shit on, on the, the ashes. ashes. <laughs> Pretty, uh, pretty specific there, bro. Mm. Um, I just want to say, you know, because I've been rewatching it so much, um, my new favorite moment of Ted Lasso just in general is when Sharon comes and introduces herself to Rebecca and she says, thank you for that gift, that lovely gift basket of bottled water. And Rebecca's response is just like, oh, yeah, well, Ted told me you didn't eat sugar. My absolute favorite moment is when Keely turns to her and says, there's so many things that don't have 
so many other things that don't have sugar. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, she just completely called her best friend out on the passive-aggressive douchebaggery that she did with this gift basket, you know? Yeah. And I just, I love it. It makes me laugh every time. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think mine is finish the story three weeks ago. <laughs> In this episode, does Jamie Tart apologize to Roy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that was oh a funny moment. I fucking forgave him. Well, he didn't <laughs> even <laughs> say that he forgave him. He was just like, fuck, no. and he ran away. <laughs> it's like, how many times or how many ways can you say this word? And it means something. Roy Kent has. He like, certainly shows the diversity of the word. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, Jamie just, you know, just stops him right in his tracks and just says all the right things and, you know, really seems like he means it. And Roy has absolutely no fucking choice but to just forgive him. And he's so mad about it. I love the headbutt at the end. Yeah, the headbutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you do that for? So we can do this, and then they celebrate. It's just like I had to get this out of my system. Oh man, it's. But his character has really grown this season. We haven't seen much of him, but yeah. And I'm thankful for that. You know, I did not like cocky Jamie Tart. I'm really enjoying. Like I'm hoping he turns uh, he into, led, uh, you know, the Roy right. Kent of season three. Go ahead. When he let Danny take the penalty kick, I was like, oh my god. <sighs> right, I almost cried. And when Danny sees that there's the new Greyhound, he's back to football his life. Mm, no, it was I don't beautiful. Oh, that was. Y'all, you need to get on the show if you haven't seen Ted Lasso. We've ruined every moment for you. Apple TV is $5. There's no excuse it's... except unless you don't have $5. I mean, 5 bucks a month <laughs> is one-third of Netflix, Give up right? Give coffee and watch Ted right. Lasso. It's and worth it. every fucking thing I've watched so far on Apple TV is a banger. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So it's so worth it. Pound for pound, I can't think of anything better. And it, they just have a whole docket of shit coming out. So yep, like we saw, we started watching the new show Foundation today, and there's a a movie coming out that looks dope as shit. Yeah, I'm like, what's this? Can we watch this? <laughs> yeah. So. Ugh. So who's gonna go first? Are we gonna talk about? Let's wait and talk about what if at the end. Ooh, want to bookend it with what if? Sound good? Yeah. Matt, you've seen what if? Yes. But you've seen the finale. Angela. What? Have you seen the finale (laughs) of what if? I have. Okay. Well, who wants to go first then? Maybe I should because I haven't really watched much this week. Then go. Well, sorry. <laughs> I uh, watched season two, and I'm in season three. I actually finished season three of Grace and Frankie. I'm pushing through strong. These ladies are hilarious. And it interests me into a show that Angela recommended last week, The Golden Girls, which I turned on through Hulu and watched uh, four or three episodes in, and oh my gosh, I'm really down with watching old ladies right now. It's totally my jam. <laughs> and I highly recommend it. You know, I was actually looking through Hulu, and I was like, ooh, what else is old on here that I could watch? And, oh, thank you, babe. <laughs> and I, I don't think, even know if they can hear that. 
Matt mentioned uh, The Wonder Years. That's on there. And I was like, ooh, I could watch that. There's so much that they have on Hulu. Absolutely. There's a veritable mine of of classic TV, and it's it's a lot of fun. What are you doing? Who's singing? Nobody's singing. You can hear that too? They can't hear it. No, they I can't. can't. <laughs> Only I can hear it? Only you can hear it. And the podcast listeners will be able to hear it. Oh. Is it the Wonder Years or is it Golden Girls? It's the, the black dude singing <laughs> along with Golden Girls theme. Uh, <laughs> where he like, does it as a remix. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's a few years old now. <gasps> Thundercats is on It's here. just unadulterated joy, yeah. really. Yeah. Thundercats! Hello! Thunder. 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 It went too high. Smallville's on here. <laughs> Castle's on There's so much on here. Thundercats has a internet famous gag reel that got released, leaked out there some, somewhere. And it's it's just a joy to listen to. Motherfucker. Watch out. Don't step on that flange. <laughs> the fuck is a samoflange? <laughs> Gosh, I don't think I, got I watched cold. anything else this week. All right, Buggy, what you got? So I actually watched this last week, but I don't think I, but I forgot to mention it on the podcast, and we discussed it briefly afterwards. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna. I have um, John Stewart has yeah. a new show on Apple TV, and I. I, I watched the first episode. The second episode is probably out now, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, so far, I'm enjoying it. Mm. I mean, not enjoying it because the things that he talks about are, or the the topic that he was discussing is rage inducing. But yeah, I like John Stewart. I, I think he's funny, and he is tackling serious issues that nobody else is talking about. I mean, I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, so I, I highly recommend watching it. I started watching it, and I started falling asleep, so I, I had to stop. But you're right. It's like, oh, okay, that's upsetting. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was a thing. What's it about? So his first episode, he takes on the topics, the topic of veterans. Mm-hmm. And essentially, um, about how... Once they're done serving in the military, they get thrown away. Yeah. And there's one aspect in particular that's very distressing in that um, during the Iraq war, you know, when our, our troops were overseas in Afghanistan, Iraq, they, they, dealt with their trash by just burning it like 10 acre pits 10 acre wide pits and when i say everything i mean everything batteries yeah, and sounds pretty unhealthy human shit body parts whatever yeah. you know any anything they had to throw away went in this bit pit and 
you know, there were soldiers who had to tend the pits and stir the pits. And there were soldiers who were stationed downwind of the pits. And yeah, a lot of the chemicals that are being given that come off these pits are the same chemicals that are found in Agent Orange. So the, so our soldiers are coming back and they're developing stomach cancers and, you know, just other, other kinds of cancers and just awful debilitating um, issues that the VA is refusing to cover. They're saying it's not service related, even though they have memos, both within the VA and the DOD, admitting that they are aware that there is a connection between these burn pits and these types of illnesses, and yet they're still refusing to cover any treatments for these former soldiers. I mean, there was one guy, um, he was having severe stomach issues, diarrhea, you know, blood in the stool, that kind of stuff. He goes to the VA and they say, oh, you just have irritable bowel syndrome. They don't do any, they don't do a colonoscopy. They don't do any diagnostic testing. They just tell him it's IBS, have a nice day. And then six years later, it's, it's not IBS, it's stage four colon cancer. And he's going to die of colon cancer. There's no, it's, it's progressed to the point where there's nothing they can do now. And it's very likely that had the VA just done what they were supposed to do, you know, accurately die, you know, even attempt to accurately diagnose him. Um, they probably could have caught it six years earlier. And he would have had a chance. And that, and that probably would have made a huge difference. Now he's got a wife and kids that he's just leaving. Upsetting. And it's, it, it is truly distressing. And uh, I'm, I was unaware of this. I mean, I knew that there were issues with our veterans, obviously, but... I think it's important information that needs to be out there. And John Stewart's a, a palatable way to, you know, he 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 makes it palatable. And he, you know, he's reputable. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's out um, there doing work too. It's not like he's just like a uh, a pundit. He's you know fighting. For like first responders from nine eleven and getting them what they deserve, you know, and yeah, absolutely. He was um, wasn't he part of the group that fought to have that fund set up yep. for mm. well, it, the nine eleven first responders. That it gave them more money. Oh, gotcha. And he, you know, he's trying to do something similar for. For these specifically for these vets that are that are near the burn pits, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure. Because the, the VA is grossly underfunded. <laughs> it's not like they're just like, oh, yeah, we can't do anything about it because uh, we don't want to. A lot of the time, they just are way underfunded. They can't afford to do anything. True. And once again, it's a major issue in our country. Yep. And the problem is money. Well, I mean, 
So I recommend it. Um, I don't know what other kind of what other kinds of topics he's gonna he's gonna dive into, but I'm I'm gonna watch it. I know. I'm with you. Um, I also started watching Squid Games because I just wanted to see what the hype was all about. Is that apparent? Apparently, this show is so insanely popular that it's actually that the number of of people watching it is actually slowing internet speeds across the United States. Oh wow! So I was like, I, I have to know what this is about. What is um, it? So I I only got like maybe halfway through the first episode, and it appears to be some sort of. There's some sort of organization that has set up these games where they pull degenerates off the street and have them compete for the chance to win a whole bunch of money. But the reality is that they're probably going to die playing the game. What the fuck? Yeah, it's Korean. Um, it's dubbed in English. Which bothers me because the mouth I mean, doesn't play. It's the play. most dangerous game. It's hard target. It's right. It's... We've seen this movie a bunch of times, but don't they play yeah. like crazy ass like kids games? So the whole so the Squid Game is based on a and a childhood game. Um, and I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure if all of the games are based on childhood games, but I know the the final game for sure is. It's six games, but I'm over. Like they spend, you know, the first twenty to you know the first half of the of the first episode introducing you to this character who's gonna end up being in the Squid Games, and he's just like. A degenerate fuck up yeah. right like he he absolutely you know refuses to just do the work make the right choices you know do the right thing work hard take care of your business he is he absolutely will only look for the easy out the easy solution the easy answer and because of that he owes 200 million won to predators, 160 million won to loan sharks. He can't hold a job. He doesn't get to see his kid. His his kid like loves him, but understands that he's a fuck up and just feels bad for him. Basically, I mean, it's I, I don't know why I'm supposed to root for this guy. Hmm. He has it within his power. To just do the right thing and he won't he just won't so why why do i care if he dies in some stupid game hmm. interesting that's that's my that's my first impression so i don't know i don't even know if i'm gonna finish that first episode quite frankly wow i gather that the that the entertainment value is supposed to be in the ludicrous nature of these games and how these people die and, and stuff like that 
basically just watching people be slaughtered. I think that's supposed to be the entertainment value. Woo-hoo! I don't find that particularly entertaining. So, like, in I don't Running think Man? it's for me. Yeah, I didn't really like Running Man. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna wrap my fist uh, into your stomach. That that's one of the greatest drops ever. Pretty sure that's from that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I just I don't I don't think it's for me, but. I mean, yeah, well, I hear a lot of kids I'm talking about it. Oh, Squid Game, Squid Game. I'm like, okay, I don't want to watch it then. Mm-mm. Nope. So. Don't watch it. That and. What if? Sad. What if, of course. Um, I feel like I'm missing something that I can't. All right. Matt, what I'm not coming up with it. I was just thinking, Matt. Can come back. I remember some things I watched with Joe, but I'll wait till Joe. Well, why don't you go? Because I got nothing. You have nothing? Matt's got nothing? All right. Well, uh, I watched this movie last week, and I forgot to mention it, which is kind of fun because How Did This Get Made decided to do it for their movie this week. <laughs> and I'm like, this is interesting. Uh, so the movie's called Malignant. Oh, it's yeah. A, we're in Spooktober, so I started watching horror movies. Um, it was on Without HBO me. Max, but I don't think it is anymore, or it's not going to be for very long. Um, Stephen King says it's fantastic, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a watch. It's James Wan, so take that for whatever you want to make it. <laughs> and uh, how do I say this? I don't know. I'd say watch James it. Wan. James Wan? Who's James Wan? Yeah. He, you know, directs horror movies. Oh. Uh, like, The Conjuring was him. Saw um, Fast and Furious 7 and Aquaman, of course, or non-horror. Or super horror, depending on the way you look at it. Um, he's a very inventive filmmaker, and uh, he has some very interesting things going on in this movie, and it the The problem I had with the movie is that I figured it out from the title. Um, and Paul, June, and Manzukis didn't figure out until the actual twist happens in the movie. So they were like thinking the movie was stupid and it was crazy, and they were, you know, they had all these thoughts about it. Where I was like, just, it's in the title. Well, never. I know. Wouldn't you think it's in? the I title? I don't know. It is what it is. Like, if a movie was about malignant, what do you think it's about? Well, it's not just that. It's they... There's an opening scene. So, the opening scene is very... It's like a love letter to Sam Raimi. Which is very interesting. Because, you know, I don't know who would have thought James Wan was such a fan of, like, Evil Dead and stuff. But he must be, right? Mm -hmm. So, it it was very neat to see like such a hard homage to to a filmmaker I love but you know isn't like super popular I guess I would say that James Wan is more popular than Sam Raimi I guess so he's definitely made more money um but I don't know I, I as far as horror movie horror movies go I think it's interesting enough to hold your attention um it does have a pretty good twist it's well shot the script is bonkers and stupid but of course it is. It's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I'd say watch it. Gotcha. 
Uh, we watched. We started watching Foundation, which is a very ambitious-looking series on Apple TV+. Plus. It is. It's a little bit confusing unless you've seen maybe previews for it. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> Luckily, like, Aaron's not here. Describe it? I would say it's kind of like Dune done right. <laughs> You're talking about Foundation? Yeah. It's a Isaac Asimov series mm-hmm. of books. Is is there is there space sand drugs? No, there's no space drugs. It's just oh. it's um Hold on, I'm looking for it. Who's who's the first Dumbledore's son? One of my favorite actors. Oh, Jared Harris. So Jared Harris plays a mathematician who has predicted through math the f- the end of the galaxy basically. Like the fall of an empire and absolute like dark Lee-pays. dark yeah. ages for a millennia or millennia, you know, just like a long time. And so they label him a heretic and they want to kill him and it's very you know, science fictiony in that way. But it turns out he's right. So we're gonna like he solved some math. He thought it would that the the empire uh, that's been around for twelve thousand years that it would fall within five hundred years. But according to the show, it tumbles in less than thirty five. Yeah, because <laughs> we're jumping back oh, and forth thirty five years. Yeah, between one point in time and another, and uh, <laughs> so I, it's very interesting. I can't see where it go, or I can't wait to see where it goes. It's it was definitely an interesting opening to a show. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking weirdo names and a lot of weirdo oh, right. places and a lot of... But it wasn't so far out there that it wasn't unbelievable. It hooked you enough well, it wasn't to absolute keep watching. fucking boring either like Dune is, so... Yeah. I thought it was well-paced enough and interesting enough and that well-done enough that it, it kept my interest. And I would say Rick, I recommend it. Yeah, they dig into the characters a little, which yeah. is what you need to be successful. I want to know what I'm getting into. I watched Paper Tigers again, of course, and I watched uh, Chappelle's new special, The Closer. Ooh, which is all over the news. Keep going. Yeah, it's, people are going after him again mm-hmm. because of his controversial statements. We also watched a show. Are they actually the- controversial? Oh. Oh. Hmm. Um. <coughs> In this day and age, yeah. I guess so. But are they really? Yeah. No. I mean, he says in his special, gender is a fact. And that's making people upset. And, you know, okay. his, he's got a... I mean, it's a comedy special, too, so there is that. Right. And he's like... If you think that I'm anti-trans, you're wrong. And he lists all the his what he's talked about trans people in his specials. He's like, this is about this, this is about that, this is about this. He goes, if so, if you think that I have a problem with the trans people, you're wrong. I have a problem with white people. And I thought that was funny. Yep, it was interesting. I mean, I cried at the end. Hmm. He tells a story. That is emotionally jarring. I thought this was a comedy special. It is. Right? Well, good for him that he's opening up. I, do, I love it, too, because he constantly refers to himself in the special as transphobic comedian Dave Chappelle, which makes me laugh. 
we have hid the biggest like amazing thing we watched this week for the middle of this episode right here. So we watched only murders in the building. Oh this yeah, week. only the murders in the building. And what a yeah. turn this episode took. That yeah. was. You saw it. I was not anticipating it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. I'm like, have you started watching this yet, Matthew? No, I was just saying I need to jump on this train. Oh, it has two more episodes, I believe, until it's finished. Which, when Joe mentioned that before we started, I was like, huh, how how are they going to make this work? Like, if we already know who the killer is. I'm like, something's got to happen. So it gets juicy quick. We might, we might not. I don't know. We'll see. Like, they so might leave. So there's a chance leave us totally hanging at the end of the season until the next one. We don't know. If there's going to be another one, who knows? I know I'm enjoying the show quite a bit. And Absolutely. Is Jan dead? Well, I don't know. I mean, she sure looked like it. Yeah, yeah she did. So. Interesting. Yeah. But we ended up watching that, too. It was very good. It was. Very, And, very. of course, I'm still watching Why the Last Man, and it's really quite good. There's, a, like, if you want to, <laughs> it was really, really weird. The episode for this week began <laughs> with a bunch of chicks bathing themselves in what looks to be a Costco. And it's just all body just shapes and sizes of naked women, completely nude, just washing themselves. It was gross. And it's like a 12-minute scene, because there's a conversation happening between two people. And then maybe another couple people here and there. But these people are just standing there washing themselves, rubbing their titties with water and stuff. It's really weird. That is weird. Uh-huh. I know. I'm like, I look around like, what are you watching? I'm like, I don't know. It's the middle of the day. <laughs> and you're in the living room watching what? <laughs> yeah. It was weird. So. Should I start calling you Colette? I still think the show's good. So there is that. Um, I don't know, though. All right, let's do this what-if nonsense. Hold on. I, I remember the thing that I oh, forgot. Oh, what's the thing Ooh. you forgot? I watched The I watched the Rookie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How um, was it? Better. Better? Better. <laughs> it's better than the first one. Did we watch the second one? We haven't watched the second one yet. Okay. Um, I... So it definitely is on the verge of just being any mm. any other, you know, any procedural show or whatever. Becoming Castle. Standard. Basically, yeah. Um, it, you know, but it also, I, I'm not going to count it out just yet. I, I think there's a chance that they could bring it back, and I hope that they do, and have it be more like it was in the first couple of seasons so yeah i, well, I think they could bring, i think it was a rocky time, right right it was a rocky transition but i i think they they could pull still pull it out hmm. okay i'm gonna well, i'm gonna keep giving it a chance give it another chance okay that means we'll probably end up watching it we'll let you know there's a lot of stuff to watch yeah, yeah there is yeah that's it. All right. So, what if? what if we? Wow. 
really had to jump back on to get caught up. What we had to watch two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. It wasn't really that big deal. But it was very fun to tie all these universes together in a fun way. Yeah, absolutely. I was not expecting that. Um, They really buried the lead on that. I genuinely thought it was was a simple anthology series. Mm -hmm. It wasn't at all. Just Marvel. Blowing my mind hole again. Doing it again and again. Oh, I, I enjoyed nice. it quite a bit. I give it to me. I loved, I loved that evil strange <laughs> is there is you know, is the hero somehow like? Really evil person? I call him evil. No. Well, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not gonna call. It. I don't know what else to call him other than just alternate strange, but evil strange seems better. Sorcerer Supreme. He's a sure. boy beta cook. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite is Thor with his science tattoo. Because oh <laughs> <laughs> like Lucy sat down and we're watching the last episode and she's like, why does Thor have a tattoo of science? And I go, oh, you missed the Vegas episode. I kept saying stuff about Vegas, though. Right. Viva Las Vegas was his battle cry, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Jane had a magic tattoo, too. Yep. Is there... I mean, was was James Spader really too busy to come back and be Ultron? Yeah, that upset me, because he's, like, the best voice actor that they could possibly find for any role. And he was, His Ultron is so good, though, you know? I mean, you have to assume that there's some sort of weird bad blood, right? Because there's no way he's too busy. Right. Maybe he's just bored by it. He's very much one of those people. Yeah. But he like, very he's, easily he's could very, be like, been there, done that. I don't, I don't think bad. that it's a controversial statement at all to say <laughs> that he is a bright and shining star in an otherwise very mediocre movie. Uh, I love Age of Ultron, and I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. It's my favorite. I never said it. Well, couldn't be your favorite. I'm disappointed that he couldn't do a voice. Because yeah. it's not like it was very difficult to do. He's the best part of that movie, for sure. So that was, uh, I agree, it was disappointing. Except for Vision. <sighs> well, of course. You're yeah, Paul Vision's fan. the best part of the movie. But he's never vision in any of this. That's what's so like. Oh. Well, in in Age of Ultron, it's the birth of Vision. Yeah, except Mjolnir, and I mean it's fun, but everybody I, away. I just like Spader. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. Spader's great. He's great Ultron. Enjoy him as an actor for sure. The twist at the end of What If with. T'Challa, was it T'Challa? The no, it was Killmonger. Killmonger. Sort of T'Challa's universe. Yeah, yeah, he stole his identity. Killmonger did that. He was going to take the stones to put everything back to have their life. That part kind of threw me. Like I didn't foresee that happening, but I guess I should have because of his two-faced kind of kill. And, you know, be the top of the world. I guess I didn't foresee that coming. 
I was too into the fight of, you know, and then Black Widow was going to save everything, which who is this one person that it all came down to? What do you mean? Strange. It was strange because um, Ultron says, well, only one of you has to go. Because Doctor Strange is the one that was shielding them all. Gotcha. He said, if you you die, you're all, they're all dead. It was his, it was his plan too, I believe, right? Him and the Watcher's plan. Yeah. That came up with it. Interesting. Because it, it was kind of a sweet note that it was Widow who saw the chip with the virus sure. with um what's his name what's his name what's his name okay not no Hawkeye, the um, zola zola with zola oh. zola yeah. and they're going to insert zola into ultron because they can't beat him so give him a virus it just it reminded me of uh independence day and how it's like oh give him a cold yeah <sighs> I just That's how you beat aliens. Exactly. Give them a cold. viruses. Everybody knows Hello, that. War of the Worlds much? It's like, what? Movies can't be real? You can't go back to the future? <laughs> I don't know. They're hitting it pretty hard, Marvel, because now they're not okay. only done with What If, but they're pushing the Eternals super hard. I'm seeing it all over. And Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, it is. I've seen previews for all of this. Um, just this week alone. And I'm like, I haven't even finished What If. Hold on. <clears throat> like, Get no- out of your socks, Marvel. Well, normally they have this like, oh, you got to wait three months. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting. But maybe that's what they do. They like tease it out there for three months. Joe, you're shaking. Yeah, he's super stoked for it. So we'll see. Any other uh, thoughts on what if? I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Have they said anything about whether they're going to have another season? No, they haven't. You think it's going to be like the other Marvel shows? It's one season and done? Well, Loki's getting a second season, so I don't see why they wouldn't, but will they? That's the question. True. I have heard a lot of talk about Daredevil getting another another shot. Hmm. And that Kingpin is going to be pretty heavily like featured in Hawkeye. Gotcha. I'm not sure who Kingpin is. He's a bad guy in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. Or what was the... Why can't I ever think of the guy's name? Uh... Played coffee like and green is happening. Michael Clark Duncan. Yes, thank you. Michael Clark Duncan also played Kingpin. <clears throat> uh, yeah, but it's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio, and then they're yeah. bringing back Charlie Cox and the whole cast, basically for was... from the Netflix show. Well, I mean, it 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 can't be Michael Clark Duncan again. No. Well. R.I.P. Peter Cushing was in Rogue One. I mean, anything's possible, but. You got my letter. Why doesn't it sound like it that when I say it? Meat drapes. Meat drapes. Man, if you haven't seen Slam and Salmon. Slam and Salmon's pretty freaking great. Oh my gosh. Michael Clark Duncan at his funniest, for sure. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, he's unintentionally funny a lot in the movie The Island. But yeah. In in what? The Island. I I don't. I'm not familiar with that movie. You never seen the movie oh. The Island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson? Ooh. I don't think so. Oh, it's a Michael Bay movie. It makes no fucking sense. It's kind of amazing. Unless, unless, is it that movie where they're like clones yep. or something? Oh, okay, yeah, I did see it. It's dumb. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. It's amazingly dumb, though. I love that movie. Freaking Michael Clark Duncan is unintentionally funny quite a bit because he's very. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, when they're cutting his chest open, because. <laughs> His uh, his mm-hmm. real pers- real version of himself had a heart attack on the football field or something. So they're gonna take his heart, and he freaks out. It's it's unintentionally funny. But yeah, yeah. I think we're there, right? I think so. I think we're there. Everything really wrapped up nicely. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. Aha! Uh-huh, look at that, under an hour, just like we had planned. Oh my gosh, it might be a wreck. First time. First time. Best part of Lego Batman. Um, yeah. Hit us up on Instagram at Movie Dummies Podcast. Um, make some comments. We're on Spotify and stuff too, and then there's like polls involved. I don't know. We'll figure it all out. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um. But yeah. Get with the news, Joe. Get with the news. Get with the, the times. Yeah. Eyebrows, eyebrows. All right. Mm-hmm. New is always better. Mm-hmm. Well, we will be back next week to discuss more bullshit. Ted Lasso will be a vacancy mm-hmm. in our heart. We'll have to fill with something. All right. Same with what if. And we will talk about whatever that thing is coming up. Maybe we could use a recommendation for something. I, I don't, don't know. know. The boys we'll is coming. The boys are coming. The boys I are coming. Wait. So, till next week, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. Oh, figure it out. I'm going to use all the power of my brain. Okay, cheese. Bye. See you later, bags. Bye. Bye.